This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. All right, what's going on? It is episode six, Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. That's Joe Shasky. I'm Mark Willard. We're so glad that you're with us. Uh, we're coming at you right now after the end of the St. Louis Cardinals home series where the Giants earned a split two games each. Big weekend for them, which was a sigh of relief. We'll get into that in a little bit. Also, some things that kind of came out of that series. Uh, they held Arenado in check, for example. We'll get into that probably the last time. We'll see Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina in San Francisco. Uh, Logan Webb concerns. Lamont Wade, late night Lamont, is back. And then what about the entertainment value of this team? So that's everything that we're going to get into. Uh, Joe, what did you think? The Cardinal series, I mean, again, I, I just thought the weekend was a relief. You know, they had lost seven of eight. They had lost five in a row. And even though there were wobbly moments of both the weekend games, I think it'll settle everybody's fears a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of touched on on a bunch of things. Losing seven of eight is a gut punch because this team started off hot. And then you can make the COVID excuses all you want, but it's like, oh, they're hitting a tough stretch here where they got St. Louis, Colorado, back to St. Louis. You got to win a couple games here. And so for them to bounce back and win Saturday and Sunday, I thought it was just what the doctor ordered. The bats go alive on Saturday. No, it was not Webb's best performance. We can get to him in a second. But there's a lot of little things to like right now. Just Yastrzemski. Let's start with him. He's back. He's starting to look way better. The bat looks quicker through the zone. And thank God Lamont Wade Jr.'s back. I think the entire lineup looks different when Lamont Wade is in it. You know, we unfortunately, mm. we only got – how many plate appearances did we get from Brandon Belt before he got – Three. Again, uh, three. I think it was uh, three. Now, and, and real quick, what's your read on this? The Giants put out a lineup on Sunday that had Belt in it. Okay. And then an hour later, they pulled him out. So I'm either thinking, are they playing cat and mouse with the Cardinals? Or should I take this as a sign of optimism that it, whatever's going on with him, 
the next strain they want to call it is not that bad because they were almost going to play him on Sunday. Yeah, I, my read on this was that they claimed he was available to pinch hit in the game if need be. I think it was part gamesmanship. And then I think also I've, I've tweaked the neck before. Again, yeah. I am not Brandon Belt, but I've tweaked the neck before. And there's sometimes you look to the left, it feels good, but you move it to the right and it just it, it completely crushes you. So I don't know what to make of it. But Gabe Kapler had basically said that Brandon Belt has this neck injury a couple of times a year. So I don't I don't even know, but my goodness, hey, you're right on Lamont Wade Jr. Him in the leadoff spot, he grinds at bats, he puts the ball in play, he's a little quicker than you give him credit for. He is the jump starter for this version of the offense, and it was good to see him back. Well, and, and huge, huge swing of the stick on Sunday mm. uh, when the Giants had fallen down two to nothing, and there was a nice stiff breeze heading out to Triple Zally, and, uh, and he got into one that you knew right away uh, was uh, was going to be long gone. And I, I do think that it, it just, A, it, it makes the whole thing look different. It calms you down because as a Giants fan, you're looking at the last week and a half and you're thinking, my gosh, I like this offense, this is what we feared. Um, and the number one excuse, reason, whatever you want to call it, was, well, just hold until the lineup is a little bit closer to what the lineup is supposed to be. And the second belt and Wade were back in it, even though both were limited belt only played one game and Wade got pulled out of both for pinch hitters as he often does. Um, but it just, it had a different vibe mm -hmm. to it and they scored 17 runs in the two games over the weekend. Yes. So there was also the results. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And uh, I'm just looking at, like, Crawford. I know that he only had, I think, five or six hits this particular week. But their bats look better. Like, they just look better. And he's he's going the other way with it. You saw Dubon come through with a big hit. I mean, Dubon, quietly, one of the hottest bats on this team. I, dare I say that? He goes the other way against the shift um, today. So, look, they need a shot in the arm. The, the problem right now for the Giants is that they have two glaring holes. And the two glaring holes are the four-hitter in Darren Ruff, who's kind of been thrust into that spot every single day. He's batting, I believe, 185, 190 right now. And then... What's going on with Joe Bart? Like, that's all anyone wants to talk about. I went to go get a deli sandwich today, and they're like, Joey, what do you think about Joey Bart? And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to make of Joey Bart right now. He clearly has a hole in his swing. But, like, that shouldn't take away from the fact that he is playing great defense. He's just – he's a liability at the plate right now, Mark. What do you do with him? Well, I mean, it, it, it does – unfortunately, it does take away from what he's done behind the plate for two reasons. One, okay. most fans can't see what he's doing behind the plate. Okay. They're just like, okay, he catches the ball when they pitch it. But we have to go by what the pitching staff says, and they're swearing by this guy right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's great. But if you're going to tuck him into the nine hole and, and, and remember what we wanted out of Joey, it wasn't just be a good catcher. It was potentially be the DH when you don't catch. And you cannot use a guy as a mm -hmm. DH who's going to strike out 44 percent of the time and so he's getting a lot of credit for his improved eye at the plate but now I almost feel like we've we're tilting a little bit too much in that direction in terms of he's taking too many pitches mm -hmm. I love the patience I love that he's working walks he's also taking a lot of called thirds and so sometimes it feels like he's up there still guessing a little bit which a young player does do and there's some guesswork in in all at bats for sure uh, but it just feels like it's happening a little bit too much. And, yeah. and, and once you see those mental wheels turning at the plate, as opposed to see ball, hit ball, you know, a hitters in a bad spot.
Yeah, you know, the one thing that I've noticed with him, he's trying to pull everything. Like, just everything up there, he's trying to pull it. And maybe that's what got him up to this particular level at this point in his career, but he's got to adjust. It it reminds me of when Pat Burrell went through that deep funk at the end of his career where he was just, like, strikeout or home run and nothing else and too many strikeouts and not enough home runs because he was refusing to go the other way. And I just look at Joey Bart right now, and I'm saying, if this guy doesn't shorten up the swing and try to go the other way, I think he's going to on deck for like 240 strikeouts. I mean, well, Mark, look at the numbers. I mean, he's got that pop, too. He's got the yeah. ability to go the other way. We watch it in spring training every year. He peppers the fans out yeah. there in right center field. So he's got that pop. And obviously, the ballpark is such a, a you know, we watched Buster do it for years. Uh, if you can really go uh, to, to straight right field, you can get some easy doubles off that wall. Uh, and if you can pump the ball out to right center field, He's got enough speed to actually turn triples alley into actual triples, unlike Buster, who just got doubles out of it. But yeah, like I'd love to, I'd love to see him do that. But that's just what it, it looks like to me. There's just too much guesswork. And in his mind, he's trying to be so selective yeah. that he errs on the side of taking pitches. And we're going to watch him get called out on strikes a number of times because of it. Yeah, he's he's got to adjust. I mean, that's where he's at. On a bright note, Luis Gonzalez looks like he is the real deal for the time yep. being. Now, we'll see as you go through a couple of series or even if he's the odd man out. Like, I don't know what's going to happen when Longoria hopefully gets activated here soon. Who knows what's going on with Listella? I, I still don't understand that. But here's a bright thing. Today's win specifically, you get Junis out there. He looked fantastic. Yeah. And you squeeze the lemon for every drop. This was one of those games I could easily have seen them lose. And you're thinking, oh, coming out of the Cardinals, you lose this game. Well, you steal it. Doval gets a big-time save, which is big for his confidence after the other night blowing that lead or blowing the tie game. So, I don't know. I, I'm feeling really optimistic, even though it was really bad the week prior. Yeah, no, again, the weekend was a relief. Junis is interesting because – uh, I have dubbed these Farhan fines yeah. um, and he does them every year. It was sort of happening a little bit right. Even on the beginning uh, of his tenure with the giants, you know, we talk about the guys who have come to the giants as just guys mm -hmm. also rands coming off injuries, whatever. And they've turned them into multi-million dollar pitchers. Kevin Gosman is your headliner, but there was Drew Smiley and there was Pomeranz before him who turned into Dubon, actually, as it turns out, you know, with with a nice trade. Um, and, and then even guys they kept, DeSclafani and Wood were those guys. They came in and, and got nice contracts to stay. So I know around the league there are agents being told by players, get me to San Francisco because that staff, that group, they know how to get the best out of their pitchers. So this year's candidates to be that guy, the number one was Alex Cobb because he was the unknown coming into the rotation. I'm still really high on the guy. Um, the, the, the start the other night um, in this series ended up in an unfortunate way, but I, I think it was a good start, especially coming off the oh. previous, which was a really bad start. So I'm with Tom looks good. But the most important part about Junis in this Sunday game, he comes in and is named the starter the night before, and you're thinking, is he the starter or yeah. is he an opener? He was a starter. Yeah, He went five innings. He went up to 80 pitches yep. and they can stretch him out even more. And it's like that deep rotation. You know, we've been talking this year about could Carlos Martinez uh, ever make, uh, you know, a blip? Could he make it? He's he's they let him go. He's mm -hmm. gone now. Uh, Junis is a guy that we thought maybe was a reliever. 
Look at him provide depth yeah. to the rotation, and he looks fantastic. Yeah, you bring up Cobb. I thought Cobb looked way better. Just watching it, it yeah. looked way better. He had the command. He was putting the ball down. The ball looked heavier coming out of his hands. So clearly the veteran was motivated. I'm really excited for him. I mean, this week, just look at the way the rotation set up against Colorado, a team that's kind of outperforming what we thought they were going to be this year. You get Rodon, then you get Wood, and then you go Cobb again. They have an opportunity here to kind of get the ball rolling. You got a two-game win streak. You hand the ball to right now your ace. I'm feeling really good about this week. And quietly, the random guys out of the bullpen are doing their job. Like these Brebias and Latals and Leone, like they're not killing the Giants right now. There's really no clear-cut Achilles heel coming out of that bullpen. So, like, as bad as it's looked at times, I'm feeling pretty encouraged because it could have been a lot. They could have lost nine straight. Well, and they're back. I mean, I I, I don't know how to, you know, just underscore the importance of guys like Leone and Latell. Yes. Who were uh, who were out uh, for uh, for such a period of time, and now they're back, and it solidifies the bullpen and kind of calms things down a little bit. Um, say hello to my dog Penny, who just hey, decided Penny. to jump into the screen, uh, so she's going to spend uh, uh, some time with us uh, here as well here on Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. But uh, um, you know, one other thing yeah. before we hop out of this series, uh, nice moment when Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina were given an acknowledgement at Oracle Park, tip of the cap over to the dugout as well because for both of them, retiring at the end of the year, they've been longtime Giants rivals in their own way. And uh, and this was probably the last game for, for either of them in San Francisco. Who knows if there's playoffs down the road, but this was probably yeah. it. What comes to mind when you think of the career against the Giants of those two players? Well, first off, Albert Pujols, I think he – him and Miguel uh, Cabrera, the two most feared right-handed hitters of their generation. I think the generation prior, make an argument for Manny Ramirez and guys like that, but for their generation, Puos is one of the most feared guys of all time. And I remember when he when he first came up with the Cardinals, he's playing left field, he's playing a little third base, right field, he played all over. Yeah. And he's just always been a class act. I always appreciated the way he conducted himself. And yeah, I'm going to think of him as a rival. Now, Yadier Molina is a little more interesting for me because to me, Yadier is the guy that stole all the hardware from Buster. Yep. Buster could have so much more hardware. And I, I have tremendous respect for the Molina family. Seeing Benji out there just give so much love to Buster Posey, even though Buster replaced him, you know, essentially. I just have a lot of love for that family. That's the first family of catching in my eyes. And so Yadier Molina is the gold standard of, of backstops in terms of what he's done in his career. He, he's a great, great player, and I have tremendous respect for him. And he always found a way to make these random arms at the end of those rotation just kill the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I love what you said, and I'm glad you brought up Buster Posey Day because we should mention that as well. How well done was that? Uh, and it was class. fantastic. Buster is one of these people – uh, I need to figure out what it is they do. They they look younger as they get older. <laughs> Weird deal, man. He yeah. looks fantastic. He's chilling with, you know, he's showing chest hair and yeah. just chilling with people. Wants to stay in the game of baseball. I love seeing this side of Buster. Wish he was still playing, but you love to see how happy he looks and all of that. And Benji Molina was fantastic. Not only asking for a Buster hug, but a signed jersey. It was uh, so, so good. That was, that was fantastic. So but good. I hear what you said. Like Yachty for me, I'll remember him as basically the number one counterpart. Like yep. he was the, the, the one a to busters one as the best two national league catchers mm -hmm. of their era for so long. And then pools, such a fantastic player, obviously a hall of fame career, 
But I, I, I mean, I, I have to admit what the first thing. What do you think it, of? The first thing that comes to mind is the Talkman catch. Yeah. Last year. <laughs> I like, didn't even I, think I mean, about that. This great career <laughs> in St. Louis, all this time with the Angels. And this blip on the radar with the Dodgers for me is the number one thing I'm going to remember. I'm never going to forget that game. Let me ask you this one. Since you brought both players up, who do you take in a foot race? Vintage Buster or oh, Vintage yeah. Pujols? I, I, I'm, I'm taking Buster because I feel <laughs> like Buster actually had a gear that he could use once in a while. Uh, once in a while, uh, he would use that gear. Pujols just doesn't have the gear. Yeah, I'm, just I'm like, with you. And, and he's leaned into it even more as he's gotten bigger. Yeah. He is on a stroll on his way to first base every day. Look, and I'm not a big Cardinal fan by any stretch. In fact, I consider them one of the Giants rivals, but I have tremendous respect for that organization and the kinds of players that they bring in. And I think someone like Yadier Molina embodies what this last 20 years has been for the Cardinals, where it's just all class and grit and, and maximizing your potential. Like that's what they represent. And one last thing. Those baby blue St. Louis script jerseys are so yeah, sweet. I don't good. know. I, I'm a sucker for the baby blue roadies that teams are mixing in now. I don't. Does that do anything for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're one of those teams that traditionally had that, the Brewers, yes. Cardinals, if Twins. you had them, use them, man. Yes. Use them. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm with you. Everybody's got different uniforms every day, it seems now. They're all wearing the Mother's <laughs> Day hat on Sunday and everything. Yeah. And I saw a bunch of fans rolling around with them on. They're selling them. So if you got it, Flaunt it, man. I'm that's, with you. That's, that's definitely it. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with, along with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard. Uh, we invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and do not miss an episode. Mm -mm. We bring them to you twice a week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team all right you mentioned logan webb earlier yes it was a win saturday mm. in fact it ended up being an easy one in the end the giants put up 13 runs which felt like more than they had put up the entire week and a half leading up to that but it was yet another start where logan does not look his sharpest what do you see right now when you're watching a pitch 
You know, well, first off, I think he gets credit for going out there over the last, I would say, three, four starts and not having his most electric stuff and still grinding out a couple of victories. To me, you get credit when you win with your B stuff, you know what I mean, as opposed to your A, A minus stuff. Anybody can win when you're rolling like that. It's the late life movement downward. Like that was the the signature of of this guy, especially late in the year last year. How many times did he jam a guy right back to him? Jam a guy to the third baseman coming in like very few balls left the infield. I'm not seeing that same thing. And early in games, it feels like teams are attacking him. Now, I don't know if he has to adjust because teams have a a different scouting report or if it's just this lineup because Arenado and Goldschmidt back-to-back, that'll grind anybody. But it's the late-life movement on multiple pitches right now. I'm just not seeing that same stuff. Yeah, I, to me, this is a matter of control. Logan Webb is not going to be a guy that's going to overpower you. No. Logan is a guy that's just going to completely tie you up uh, with his with his breaking stuff and his his change up and whatnot. Uh, what we see from Logan is that he is absolutely a battler. You know, I mm-hmm. love I love sort of the moxie of Logan. What's been fun from the beginning of last year till now is is sort of to watch the way he handles things even if he's not pitching at his best um he's already shown that he's got the stomach for game one of the playoffs for example i mean he pitched so well in both of those games against the dodgers last year so you know he's got the mentality of an ace and i think even when he's struggling you can see it you can see that he 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 is absolutely going to you know, in a, in a situation like Saturday, okay, let's grind out five innings mm-hmm. because I'm not going to put the bullpen in a bad spot and I'm going to keep my team in a, in a situation where they got a chance at least to win the game. And he was given an early lead. I think the Wilmer Flores oh, yeah. grand slam, you know, you got to keep that huge. in mind. It's yes. like, right? You're pitching you, you to the pitch score. A bit, you pitched it a little bit different with, uh, yeah, with, I'm with, you. with a lead. So I don't really have concerns. I just think he's someone who needs to be locked in with his pinpoint control mm. and he doesn't quite have it. And, yeah. and, you know, being a couple inches off, if you're Logan Webb can mean the difference between painting the black and hitting the barrels. Here's where our producer, Sam Lubman is so good. He's got it in the chat here. Five ERA, his last three starts, 17 innings pitched, the 16 Ks, four walks, but the batting average against 347. Just again, my beginner novice eyeballs are telling me, Guys are going away with his pitches. They're going to the opposite field. They're driving the ball into the gaps. I'd like to see him pitch a little more on the inside. That's what I would like to see him do. And I don't know, maybe it coincides with maybe Joey Bart takes a day off and Casale's that guy. Maybe there's something there. I I don't know necessarily. They have won all three of the last three starts, though. So nice. pitching to the score is part of that's old school pitching to me. I know we drive into the numbers and we obsess. Does your team win? Like that does matter to me. Well, I mean, he's getting reverse caned is what he's getting. <laughs> I mean, he's getting, he's getting some crazy run support. I got to think with the way the Giants have been scoring runs lately, there's yeah. people looking at Logan going, what the hell are you doing, man? Yeah, Like, we're getting one run a night if we're lucky. Logan's going out there getting a nine spot, 13 spot, uh, all of that. You know, they had a 13-7 win. They had a 12-3 win. They had a 9-3 win. Mm. So, like, his last three starts, uh, let me do some quick math. That's 34 runs that the Giants have scored in those three starts. Save some for the other guys. <laughs> you can you can give up a lot of runs and still win those games. So we'll see. But all eyes are on him. How about the rest of the rotation? Yeah. We talked about Cobb. I think that calms some things down a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Rodon, 
We'll see him to start off the Rocky mm-hmm. series. He hasn't really had a bad start yet. Junis, to me, changes everything yes. until Di Sclafani gets back. I mean, outside of Rodon, you don't feel great about anyone. Alex Wood feels good for four innings. After that, you're not sure. Um, but but Junis, you feel really good uh, about him, I guess, mm-hmm. if he's going to be a member of the rotation. Um, but uh, But by and large, you may not feel great about anyone, I also don't think you feel terrible about anyone right now. The pit in your stomach starter is Di Sclafani. Yes. And we'll wait and see what he looks like when he gets back. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I actually, this is a big start for Alex Wood. I, I think he needs a victory against the Colorado Rockies. And this is the kind of team he can quick pitch and kind of work through and just get me through five. Like that's the key right now, because this bullpen does look pretty good right now. And I, I really like where the bullpen's at in terms of the totality of what they've got going. The guy we haven't referenced, and this isn't a starter. This is the bullpen. I want to talk about the kid. Camilo Duvall, because I thought today, the Sunday game, was massive growth. He goes up against Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt has been uh, a giant killer throughout the totality of his career, battling, battling, battling. And then, obviously, Goldschmidt gets on base, and here comes Arenado. So there's no let-up whatsoever. And he gets him out on a filthy slider to end the game. I just I thought it was tremendous growth from the kid. He could have easily lost both guys, and we would have been like, oh, God, hand-ring in time. To me, that was a big-time save for his confidence, and I think if we can get that closer spot locked in, you could solidify the back end of that bullpen. Then Wood going five isn't as big of a deal. Yeah, I, and I was at the game Sunday, and I was keeping a real close eye on the radar gun. He was dotting 99 with just about every fastball. You and I have talked about the lack of confidence mm. in the control of his fastball, and it really looked good today. He, yeah. he, he was starting hitters with that fastball, not the breaking stuff. So he's going after hitters with a 99-mile-an-hour heater. He was pitching from ahead, and that's why he was able to get the first two outs right away. Goldschmidt is Goldschmidt. He worked a walk. He's but, such a beast. I mean, Arenado, you're sitting up there, and especially when there's a wild pitch, and, and Goldschmidt goes to second, you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and, and he throws the pitch, and, and he had Arenado totally buckled. That's a big league save. Yes. That is a big league save, and it's one of those moments we talk so much about uh, the the you know the lack of a heart rate for Camilo Duvall it's so slow I really saw it in this game really because you know there was the there was the cruise over to first base close play oh my god right they had to review it and oh my god he just knew the beat Giants it. have won all year I know they get that play and then it's got Goldschmidt and Arenado <laughs> and now we got a runner in scoring position and a wild pitch just... and he just stayed calm and he made the pitch and and got the save well and, and the one issue that I got here and I, I know the analytics people are going to come and I'd love to hear their comments put it in our in our feed in our uh, uh, what is it podcast feed or our Spotify feed when you're when you're rating and reviewing but like when it's a tie game and you're at home, I I never understand the uh, we're going to put our closer in. Like, I, I don't get that. I know that there's this ammunition for it. Oh, you're going to win in the in the in the bottom half of the inning. Like the kid is used to coming in with uh, the opportunity to close out the game and finish it. He has a lead. I don't know. There's just something different about a tie game. I just I didn't love it. I don't know. Where are you at with that with closers coming in and tie games? I'm just I'm not a big fan of it. 
Uh, and I know he yeah. hasn't worked. He hadn't worked for a week, so that's another part of this. Yeah, Joe, uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we don't like to use the word closer uh, with this particular organization. You know the deal. They're not going to use the word closer. What's the What's the 2022 way to say it? Uh, leveraged reliever. Yes. Right. So it's a yes. leveraged spot. Uh, so you're going to put him in. I mean, I get it just because you're not going to have a You're not going to have a save opportunity. Yeah. Right. And, and the other thing is here's why I'll support it further. I'll support it further now because uh, if you do get, and I know sometimes it's like, all right, we're going to, you know, maybe use him in a tie game in the top of the ninth. Yes. If it's the top of the 10th, I really get it because now a runner on we're second. talking about a runner at yeah. second Good point. With, with nobody out. And, and I want somebody, this is where Tyler Rogers scares the heck out of everybody because the ball is going to be put in play. He yeah. You need a strikeout stuff and, and it can be ground ball to second place, fly ball to right field and you, you're down a run. So that's where I, that I get, you know, bring your guy in who's got the strikeout stuff and see if you can keep a zero on the board. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I guess what you don't want, is is you, you end up in that tie game in the late innings and then you end up losing the game and, and your guy never got out of the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, you didn't waste the bullet on on one of your best arms. Like I, right. I get that argument. I don't know. Well, look at I'm liking where the where the just the staff of pitchers are in general. You know, my one grief was last week. I was so pissed off with the base running. Only one bad base running mistake this weekend, and it was Brandon Crawford getting picked off. So all in all, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about where this team is right now. Yeah, the, the base running was better. You did have Jock Peterson, oh, uh, second and third, hard ground that. ball to the left side. I would have taken off, too. Uh, it, it was a fun moment, though. I don't know if anybody caught this on TV. They did it, it, it within a base running mistake. They actually made a really good play. So let me set the table for you. If I remember the characters in play, I think that uh, Jock's at third. Yes. Um. And then was it, uh, it was Flores at second. Mm-hmm. Who's not fast at all. I think it was rough at the plate. Yeah. Rough hits a seed ground ball to the left side. Jock takes off. Shortstop goes down to a knee, grabs it, throws home. Jock knows that he's toast. Mm-hmm. So he stops and starts to head back to third. Flores is already there. Does a great job allowing rough to get all the way over to second base by the time they tag him out, not only does he run back to third, he gets the third, keeps going. Yeah. He heads for left field. Yeah. And they make, even though like you're out at that point, it does enough to stop the the catcher or whoever has the ball to be like, I'm not sure what to do here. And he chased him all the way out yeah. left field to tag him. It allowed Ruff to get to second base. Didn't end up turning into any runs, but it was kind of like, Within a mistake, it was an intelligent way to handle it. I'm totally with you. In in Little League, the next guy would get up there and slap a single, and you get both runs in anyway. Right. And quite quite frankly, I'll trade Jock Peterson at third with Wilmer at second for Wilmer at third and Darren Ruff at second because yeah. Darren will actually score from second in those situations, and with two outs, he's probably running anyway. So, yeah, I'm with you. That, that wasn't a bad play right there. Look, they have to play buttoned-up baseball. We know this. So you got to field the ball, which they've done a pretty good job of the, thus far. And they're without what I deem to be a gold glove level third baseman. They've done a really good job pitching throughout the totality of the year. The hitting with runners in scoring position has been better as of late. You know, they just don't have a lot of bats and uh, power bats right now. That's that's going to come. But they did hit some home runs this weekend. By the way, for anyone waiting for this, too, as things kick into the following week, uh, I'm a little bummed by this. 
It's not like some amazing reunion. It's not when Chris Bryant went back to Chicago, but I was thinking that this would be Chris Bryant back yeah. to Oracle Park this week. It's sounding like he's not going to play. Chris, who still has zero home runs this Wild. year. Uh, he's only had 57 at-bats, but no home runs. I was looking forward to a little Rodon. Yeah. Chris Bryant doesn't look like we're going to get it. No, no. And and if you're just, uh, you know, a, a good fan of baseball, look around baseball right now. There's some bad teams that the Giants have yet to play. So you're going to start salivating here. Look at this. I mean, Mark, wait till Cincinnati comes up. All right. Right. Oh, like, I mean, Ooh. sign me up. Right. Like teams around the league right now are going through a lot of swoons. So it could be a lot worse. The Giants have righted the ship. Yeah. But let's also remember this. Last year's 107 wins was made very fat by Arizona and Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I know mm -hmm. it's early, but Arizona and Colorado this year do not look like Arizona and Colorado no. last year. The entire division, Joe. Yeah. The entire division is above 500. I don't know yet. Maybe it's too early to call them the best division in baseball. They're the best division in baseball so far. Yeah. And so the Giants are not going to have, uh, you know, what is it? Eight, 18, 19 games per division rival. That's almost 40 games against teams that last year, those were almost sure victories. Oh. It's not the case this year. I think they won 17 or 18 games against Arizona alone, <laughs> like alone against that team. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it. It does have an AL East feel to it, doesn't it? Like it feels like three teams are absolutely coming out of this division uh, going into the playoffs. Now, look, we're in May. <laughs> Let's see where we're at in the middle of June. But early on, I mean, this, this division is loaded. Giants 17 and two against the Diamondbacks last year. There you and go. This team now they can pitch. They can pitch so far this year. Uh, you know, and Mad Bum, by the way, is part of it. The way uh, he's throwing, provided that he doesn't get thrown out wow. early in games. All right, before we get to some of our top storylines, and, and today really want to get into the entertainment value of this particular team this season we want to let you know you're listening to the garlic fries and baseball guys podcast mark willard joe shasky make sure you're subscribed share the podcast with your friends your family scream it out your window whatever it takes let everybody know please subscribe so that you do not miss an episode another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, you posed a question a couple of weeks ago that's a good one. It's an ongoing one. And that is, um, if it is indeed a pitching first team, and I think we're still feeling out exactly yeah. what the identity of this team is, but if it's a pitching first team, uh, is that enough for your entertainment value? This obviously 
sort of heads down the road of the conversation we've all been having about they didn't spend money on bats. We mentioned earlier it feels better now that Wade and, and yeah. Belt are back in the lineup and Longo will be soon. It's starting to feel at least like a major league lineup. But what's your sense so far on the entertainment value of the 2022 version of the Giants? Look, I'm watching today's game, and Mark, I, I, I just was sitting on the couch, and maybe it's because I'm, you know, coming off the high of Memphis Grizzlies Golden State Warriors playoffs. Yeah. I, I think any playoff game, whether it's the NFL, NBA, is gonna is gonna look so much more action packed with superstars than a regular season baseball game on a Sunday afternoon, right? You know, it's just it's just different. You know, playoff baseball is on a whole nother level in, in intensity. But I'm watching the game, and I'm just like. This team is so boring. Like, what Giants player right now is in that bat that I can't miss? I mean, you you were at the game today. If you were going to go get garlic fries or if you were going to go get yourself a beer or whatever, it used to be, hey, wait, wait, wait. Bonds might be coming up here. Hey, you can't go anywhere. Buster's coming up, who we celebrated this weekend. My dad would go back to Willie Mays is coming up, who celebrated his 91st birthday. Like, there was always somebody in the lineup where you didn't want to miss it. And then when they didn't have that guy, oh, it's a Timmy day. Today's a Timmy day. Radon has that feel, but he's not our guy yet. So, you know, we're still kind of growing into this. I just look at them and I'm like, there's no guy that I'm emotionally attached to to where I absolutely have to be in front of my television or at my seat to watch their every single movement. Am I alone on this? Well, I, like I, I'm sort of still working through this because if I asked you who was your stop what you're doing guy last year, what would you say? <sighs> I would say there probably wasn't one for the most part until we got down the stretch because it did feel like all those Buster at-bats were massive. But, you know, Buster can be a boring at-bat as well. So, <laughs> you know, and I love Buster, but he, he could have been a boring at-bat. So it's a fair it's a fair counterpoint. I don't really have an answer. I think we got to wait to see who really takes off because last year Brandon Crawford had such an amazing year. Brandon Bell only played in 97 games but he hit 29 home runs. I actually did the math on this the other day. This is now taking the walks out of it. But do you know how many home runs per at-bat? Um, or, or basically, if you will, at-bats per home run? Like, last year, Brandon Belt hit a home run every 11 at-bats. Wow. That's every that, that's every two days. Yeah. Two, two, two plus days. So there were times where he, he became that. Crawford became that. If it was past nine o'clock and Wade was at the plate, he became that. Um, and so, I, 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 you know, and then maybe, you know, for a period of time when Chris Bryant arrives, he became that. Um, but I, I, I just think that is, that is a still to develop. We'll see who's really having a good year, but B this is a part of, and, and the risk you take if you're Farhan Zaidi with your process, if you will. Mm -hmm. And if it this doesn't is... work, if you're not winning two out of every three games, it gets really tough because there are a lot of double plays and there are a lot of pop-ups and there are a lot of platoons. There's just a lot of table setting without eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's a great you know way of I mean? putting it. That's a great they, way of putting because, it. Because they've all got such a good eye and they've been trained to have such a good eye they walk so often, therefore they set the table often. But if you set the table and you don't have somebody who's going to yeah. come up and pump the ball to the outfield, then you never get to well, eat. 
Let's let me give you a juxtaposition. Giants game ends. Okay, our guy Camilo Duvall, who I believe to be quite electric, and to me he's a must watch because of how yep. young he is and just the story and the narrative and the come up. Right, he's not a star yet, but he's going up against Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Those guys are two dudes that I love watching them play baseball. I love watching them play defense and offense. I mean, they're awesome players. Right after the game's over, I watch a little bit of Giants post game, and then I'm flipping around the channels. And boom, I hit the MLB network. Who comes up in a leverage situation? First and third, Mike Trout. Mike Trout strikes out. Who's on deck? Up comes Otani. Otani hits a two-run double. Who's up after him? Rendon, the World Series hero. Boom, he drives in Otani. And I'm saying to myself, now, maybe it's an outlier because the Angels do have stars. I'm like, Wow, look how fun this is. And I hate the Angels. I mean, I hate them. Right. You know, but I'm I'm juxtaposing that with the Giants. And I'm saying, God, I love Tyro Estrada, but ugh, there's a big drop off in star yeah. power. Well, and 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 I'll, I'll throw this into the conversation too, even though I know it's something that that in, in some ways has been talked about a lot. And this isn't just the Giants, it's not even just baseball. The cost of going to games oh. has gotten so preventative for so many people and so many families. And uh, and this is not to make anybody jealous here, Joe, but uh, about four days before that Mother's Day game, yeah, uh, my, my girlfriend calls and she's like, you're, you're available Sunday, right? I'm like, absolutely. And she's got two daughters and she's like, they want to go to the game. So I bought four tickets. I said, great. I'm in. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're celebrating Mother's Day by doing something I would want to do on Father's Day. But great. Such Off a great gift. So we go to the Giants game and, uh, and, and you know, the Giants, have, there's been some rule changes now. Uh, we talked about concessions a couple of weeks ago. They're pretty tough as far as the lines and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So we packed a lot of food. But if you say we spent about 50 bucks just putting food in a cooler that we brought to the game and then you end up spending another 50 on on food items anyway because even though you brought all this drinks stuff, somebody and stuff, wants yeah. popcorn somebody exactly. wants a beer you get to 50 bucks pretty quick absolutely and that's being right. cheap absolutely right so that's a hundred dollars right there mm -hmm. then you factor in parking oh. uh you know we're we're lucky with a media pass but the normal person is now paying at least 40 bucks or so mm -hmm. to park so now you're at about, you're at about a buck 50. And on the way home, one of her daughters goes, hey, mom, how much were those tickets? We were sitting at about, I would say about 15 rows up mm -hmm. and, and, and halfway between, you know, like mid left field, not yeah. too far behind third base. Good spot but, to catch a line drive or a pop fly. Buddy, I got a story for you on one too. <laughs> I went alligator arms in this game. No, you, you didn't. No, you didn't, Brandon Lloyd. But, but <laughs> one of the girls goes, mom, how much did those tickets cost? And she goes, well, these are about about a hundred a ticket. And then after the, um, yeah. you know, after the service charges about a hundred, 120 a ticket. And I'm sitting here going, my mind starts doing the math and the parking and the food and the four tickets and the service charges. I'm mm -hmm. like, we are screaming toward almost a thousand dollars. Now I love the giants games. I've been going to thousands of baseball games, but when there are 81 of them, and, 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 and you go out there and what we just discussed with regard to, you know, any eye popping players that make you want to stop what you're doing. That is a tough sell for me. Uh, Cause it just, if you're asking on the way home, do you feel like you got value for your, yeah. you know, your seven fifty? Now you don't have to get that good of seats. You could sit in the bleachers. Yeah. I get yeah. it. But do you feel like you got value? My gosh. 
So that's the one, like I'm behind Farhan yeah. in the process, but that's where I start to feel like, man, you, it's tough to do that and not have any hitters that make you want to stop what you're doing. So it's interesting that you're bringing it up from this perspective. I, I think a lot of the people that I've worked with at the station and just in the media in general, they have so been far removed from the purchasing of tickets and going to games with their family. They go as an employee, like they're, they're going for free essentially. And they, they don't understand. And I'm like, look, you do realize as much as winning is a part of sports. And yes, we all want all these teams to win. It is a television product, first and foremost, and then it is an entertainment product, secondly, right? And so you have to have characters that I care about. If you look at the Giants and the A's, yes, the Giants have the three World Series, but the A's have been to the playoffs and had a better record in the last 20 years than what the Giants have currently. Why is their business not as good as the Giants? Because they don't retain the characters people care about, and the Giants have. Now, they've They've probably held on to a couple guys a little too long or paid the wrong guys, but I don't, I don't kill them for that. Like I credit them for that. So I look at what the giants have right now and I say, look, winning is great, but I got to have some guys that I'm emotionally attached to some guys that, that like evoke passion and must see. And as much as platooning is, is probably going to help them win five extra games, 10 extra games, 15 extra games. Dear God, I'd love to have a Bryce Harper type just just from an entertainment standpoint for my family. No doubt. And, and by the way, this is not to say that this guy is in any way those guys. However, we've only had a short-term one-year experience with him, and he won a Willie Mack Award, and he got a nickname, and he is entertaining to me. Lamont Way Jr. Agreed. Uh, has, has built that relationship you're talking about. And so – that felt good this weekend. Absolutely. Have him back in the lineup, however, brings up another question because I know this is something that a lot of fans talk about. If we're going to support the staff's approach to winning games, how do you feel when in the fifth inning, here comes a left-handed reliever and, and the Giants immediately go, Wade, yeah. you're out. He's walked to the plate. He, he, he pumps yeah. one deep into the right center field seats. He makes it a 2-2 game. couple innings later, you're out. Austin Slater, you're in. And Slater's doing well, too. But that's part of, like, that sometimes it creates an entertainment difficulty. A dilemma. Because we want to see Lamont Wade hit. Well, and, and this is the, the question that I have for people that are, like, hell-bent on platoons no matter what. Okay, so let's say I am Lamont Wade Jr. How's he ever going to get better hitting lefties if he never faces any? Like, that's the other element of this. Like, so are all the young guys just going to be protected forever by matchup? Well, like, how, how are they going to turn into everyday players if the entire philosophy of the organization is you never face any of your weaknesses? Maybe they won't. I mean, what if they responded to you right now and said, well, are you enjoying watching Darren Ruff face right-handers? How's that going for you? Yeah, yeah, but I, I would say Darren Ruff's not enough of a complete enough ball player to be put in the category of some of the other guys that I would really like. Like, so that would be my pushback on the Lamont Wood. Maybe they're saying to you, he's not the player that we think he is. But I will say this, Mark, and it's an interesting point. The holding pattern we're in right now where you got a couple of the old guys and the infield, the infield's really old and then you're waiting for all of these youngsters to come up you gotta win in the interim to hold our attention because there's just not enough compelling characters on a daily basis Rodon only pitches one day a week Webb the other day outside of that not sure how many people are emotionally attached to Alex Wood in the five innings well I wonder if we get back to a situation where we're watching a team that again 
you're not putting any A pluses out there in terms of Q rating. Yeah. But if you are getting yeah. a lineup out there that has Belt at first and Crawford at short and Longo at third, and if Joey Bart can get it going at the catcher position, you're putting out an outfield that includes Wade and 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 Yaz and Jock Peterson, mm-hmm. or if he's going to DH or whatever. If you're getting that major league lineup that we thought we were getting yeah. and they do go back to what they were doing the first two weeks and winning two out of every three games, to me, that is entertaining enough. Yeah, It's entertaining enough, but the pressure's on to win because <laughs> if you don't have the A-plus players and you're not winning, yeah, you become the B-word. Hey, you honey. Real, real fast. Honey, come check it out. Luis Gonzalez is batting. You know what I mean? Like, and I got, I, you know, I'm geeked out over Luis Gonzalez, but my wife couldn't care less. But you bring up Buster Posey, and she's like, I love Buster. He's one of my favorite Giants ever. You know, one last thing on this. I think if one guy, just one guy gets brought up this year and just shows a little bit of promise, I think the whole thing and the narrative changes. If it's Ramos or Matos or or maybe it's Luciano, maybe they're too early. But if one of those guys, not all of them, just one shows a little bit of promise, I think all of that evaporates and we're all optimistic again. I think think we'll see Ramos some more this year for sure. Um, Okay, quick story time. Give it to me. Um, Ninth inning. Duvall is up, okay? Okay. Duvall is pitching. It is the leadoff hitter in the ninth. It was Corey Dickerson who comes up to pinch hit. All right? So you got a 4-3 lead. Now, the three ladies I'm with have all told me, if a foul ball comes here, you got to protect us. (laughs) We're not even, you know, like the girls are looking at their phones. I've already been told this. Corey Dickerson. Now, here comes a – this is off of a Camila Duvall 99-mile-an-hour heater. And so, obviously, he's late, left-handed hitter. But he pieces a line drive. And it was one of those moments – the second he hit it, I'm like, oh, holy hell, this is coming right <laughs> you knew it. at me. Like, it had that little tail on it, right? It's coming down the third base line, and I go, oh, it's tracking. So I stood up. I was in the, I was in yeah. seat one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seat. So yeah. I get up. I got m- room to move. And I go with the ball a little bit, and I'm like, okay, it's right here. Like, it's not going to hit my group, but it's right here. But, Joe, it is coming so damn hard. I mean, it is a seed. You do not want to be hit by this thing. So I put the hand up, (laughs) left hand. I'm a righty, so I'm going to put the left hand up. That's my catch hand. Yeah. And right before impact, just a little (laughs) alligator pull. Like, I didn't didn't miss it, but I let it. It clipped off my fingertips. It wedged in between the ribs and the seat of a guy sitting right behind oh, me. Oh, no. Like, nobody even knew. Like, it wedged in there. And oh, all of a sudden, no. it's like, oh, look, I got the ball. So, I didn't get the ball, but I sat down. It, it, it Like, the game was over. The finger was still throbbing a little bit. <laughs> fair or foul? Did I do it right or did I do it wrong? No, let me tell you. All right. It, first up, fair, 100% fair, because if you don't have your glove, don't break your hand. My cousin, the first, like one of the first dates she went on with her husband, uh, who's now her husband, they got two beautiful kids. He yeah. sticks up like, I'm, I'm a man. I'm going to catch this. Sticks his left hand up, breaks his hand in two spots. One of the first dates ever to this day, to this day, he goes, damn ball, ate my hand up. I was trying to show off and I look like a wuss. Let me tell you this, protect yourself at all costs, protect your family, but don't be foolish. You're not catching a hundred mile an hour, sometimes 120 miles an hour off the bat. Bring your glove. 
You made me feel better because I, I sat back down and I'm like, man, Kruko would be pissed. He's like, bring a glove, get bring a ball. A glove. I'm like, don't bring a glove and get a broken hand. I love that. And get embarrassed. Hey, so. Mark, it is the most glovable stadium in baseball. There are more people rocking gloves. And my dad loves to go. He, like, he likes to see who's the ball players. And he could tell by the glove and how oh. worn it is. That's my favorite thing in the world is to see everybody with their gloves. Brother, if I'd had a glove, it was a can of corn. It was, a can, <laughs> it was mine. There was nobody in my space. I had that, baby. But uh, I alligated that sucker. I love it. Big time. Big I love time. it. Uh, All right. Uh, great stuff. Episode six. We'll be fun. back with you again on Thursday. Giants at the time of this episode, 16 and 12 with a couple of wins against the Cardinals to get the ship right. And make sure garlic fries and baseball guys, make sure you're subscribed so you do not miss an episode. Nope.